Hello and welcome to Podcast in K. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you liked the previous episode. Now, before we move on to our the next letter written by Rilke, there are certain disclaimer and a shout out to a friend. A friend told me that it's not Franz Kapus, it's Franz Kapus. So, I mean, you will have to excuse me for my mispronouncing lot of words. Now, the disclaimer that I have, or rather, an excuse that I have, is that I am not a native English speaker. So, this is um, let's just let, this flexibility is. I think I need to be exempted from this pronunciation Nazis, yeah. But timely. Uh, time and again you can always come to me and always let me know if I'm uh, missing some pronunciations here and there now the first letter we were talking about poetry weren't we poetic thinking so how poetic thinking can be developed and we are trying to look it through the lens of Rilke and the series of letters Rilke wrote to this young man Franz Kappus so the first letter Rilke wrote in reply of Franz Kappus who sent him few of his poems um, to asking an opinion as to how they were, what Rilke thinks about it. And in the beautiful letters which were exchange of letters which were written in the course of around seven years, now Rilke is giving Kappus few advices. So let me... So there are certain things and there are amazing, amazing advices that Rilke gives to Kappas which are worth pondering and which will give us food for thought for the aspiring poets, for the budding writers and why it is so important to write and what is the reason or the driving force that is asking us to write or it is making us so uh, juggling all the time that if we, if we don't write, then something is actually not right with us. Like we are not in peace within ourselves. Now this letter that he wrote was from Paris on 17th of Feb 1903. So when he sent few of his poems, Capus, uh, Rilke says that about criticizing a work of art. He says, I cannot go into the nature of your verses for any critical intention is too remote for me. There is nothing less apt to touch a work of art than critical words. All we end up with there is more or less felicitious misunderstanding. I mean, he starts with this remark, yet he goes on to tell him that what he thinks about it. It's very interesting the kind of language Rilke uses, like he understands his place as an artist, as a poet, though he's established, he's a published writer, he's a published poet, a pioneer in his own field, uh, such um, a master, one can say, yet he is very responsible of his words, choice of words, and his uh, his position. Though uh, Franz looks at Rilke with a lot of respect and with a lot of admiration, but Rilke understands, like, when it comes to analyzing or critiquing a piece of art or, uh, or, or, or a poem, he says that, you know, something, something worse that can happen to a piece of art is criticism. But then he goes on saying that the problem with you, France, right now is that you are looking for answers outside you. You are seeking validations from others if your work is good or not, if it's good enough or not. The problem is that you are looking outside. 
Then he says, you ask whether your verses are good. You ask me that. You have asked others before. You send them to me, magazines. You compare them with other poems and you worry when certain editors turn your efforts down. You are looking to the outside and that above all you should not be doing now. Nobody can advise you and help you. Nobody. There's only one way to go into yourself. Examine the reason that bids you to write. Check whether it reaches its roots into the deepest regions of your heart. Admit to yourself whether you would die if it should be denied you to write. Well, very important, right? I mean, for all the poets like uh, aspiring poets, for the, we know that we want to write. Like there's this strong feeling and urge inside that, yes, we want to write. Well, that's a train that's passing by my house. So that is the disturbance that you'll be listening. Of course, I don't have a studio where I record these podcasts. No distractions coming back to the point. Yeah, so I was saying that we have this strong urge to write. We want to write. But then sometimes we don't know what what, what should we write about. Right? I mean, we, we, we find ourselves in a lot of situations like that. I remember asking a good friend who, who was a poet. I think I was about... Uh, of course, through this journey, it is almost like, you know, I am taking this journey of reading these letters so that it can help me. And uh, through this journey, what I want is that you, uh, those aspiring poets out there, can also relate to certain incidents and the advices that Rilke gives. So this happened, uh, I think I admired a lot of people who were into writing, though I didn't know what was their work. But, you know, you just know certain people that in your life that, oh, this this person writes. So I went to one of that, uh, one of those uh, who writes in my life. I asked one of the guys, said, I want to write, but I don't know what I should write. So could you just suggest me what I should write upon? And the guy comes to me and he gives me this very, I think it's very common advice that people get. He, he came to me and he said, listen, you don't have to write if there's nothing to write. Like if it's not coming from inside, just leave it. And that's the exact thing that Rilke tells him that if the question is like must I write if that question is there and if the answer that you get in the quietest hour in the most inconsequential and slightest hour the answer that you get is I must then that's all it is then what you should do is you have to construct your life according to this necessity and it is so important that you need to construct constructing your life your narrative constructing the whole uh, your being itself like with Rilke what happened he used to identify himself with outside of the world like with other with things like he he, he was constructing his work his body of work uh, his own personality with the work he did with the, with the kind of things he wrote so it's expected out of uh, is the advice that Rilke gives to France that you need to construct your life according to this necessity that you must write if the answer is coming from inside with within and now he also like gives him like how you should approach it one major advice that Rilke gives is do not just go into the cliches like avoid cliches like don't just write about love longing and loss these are uh, some of the brilliant art has been already produced in these genres like there's some great poets so don't put your hand in there don't get your hand dirty over there 
you have to flee these uh, general subjects but you need to take refuge in in the uh, in your own day to day life you need to depict that sadness that desire those passing thoughts and faith in that some kind of beauty that you have with that sincerity and sometimes we feel that our life is not that interesting like there are, there's not much stuff that we can you know suck out of or uh, should find beauty there and uh, maybe sort of try hard and look for some better poems or images and memories and then rilke says in in he advises brand that if you if your everyday life seems to lack material do not blame it blame yourself tell yourself that you're not poet enough to summon up its riches for there is no lack for him who creates and no poor trivial place so the problem lies with your thinking one needs to go and take that journey into self in that quietest like uh, hour of of the day or of the night right one need to attempt to raise that uh, raise the sunken sensations of a, of this distance past i mean this might sound very uh, you know very polished a sunken sensation but i think it, it is true as well that we uh, one does not one, one is very careless especially with us especially in the times we live in it's very difficult for us to to, to find that solitude to find that slightest quietest hour the most inconsequential hour with our prior engagements with our occupations to find that uh, clear moment where we can just our head is clear where we can think about things where we can dwell into ourselves and start looking for things which we can connect to which we can relate to which we can identify ourselves with so this uh, this this exercise of swimming in in our deepest thoughts to swim in our memory to swim in our dreams to find uh, to find incidents from our childhood so he gives an example that even even if a person is locked completely in a dark room in a prison within the walls does that mean he has nothing in his mind he have he have his past he has his childhood he has his his memories the things that that are out of this box that he had the experiences that he has carried so look there that is where a work of art is good if it has uh, arisen out of necessity something that we've heard a lot over and over and rilke gives that advice to him as well and once we are in this moment uh, when we are descending into ourselves in, into our solitariness we will have to give up the idea of becoming a poet the feeling that one could live without writing is enough as uh, rilke says to make it something one should never do so th- that is it we cannot sit in our quietest moment thinking that okay now i am going to think in in the purview of that i want to be a poet or i am a poet or i'm going to think poetically so again it becomes a very voluntary exercise and preconceived it has to be very organic and natural it has to uh, you know uh, it has to be that exercise which which truly can show us of who we are or how we think we see things uh, i would like to read this small quote Uh, from this letter of course i mean this whole podcast <laughs> the tagline says the cherry picking from the young letters to a poet letters to a young poet so of course all of this is cherry picking uh, there are a lot of other interesting thing like uh, in this in these letters 
but here this is just some of the quotes and some of these notes that i've made so rilke says in the end the advice that i want to give you is go through your development quietly and seriously you cannot disrupt it more than by looking outwards and expecting answers from without uh ex- ex- expecting answers from without to questions that only your innermost instincts in your quietest moments will perhaps be able to answer so i think this is the most important part that innermost instincts in your quietest moments so now innermost instinct to to touch those innermost instinct to find that innermost instinct how can one do that how can one find the quietest hour uh in his life in in uh, mostly for people what is the quietest hour i think it's the night and maybe and now in the world that we live in uh with so many things as i've said it in the previous episode as well that we are so much so so much occupied even when we are not doing anything we are occupied with a lot of things even we are not alone we are not alone in our alone time or in our me time we our solitude is it itself has a company of our um of of everything around us of the modern of of modernity so i don't know what ilke would have to say about this interesting maybe we can discover this through this journey so this is the first letter that ilke answers to our dear friends capus i hope i'm saying this right right and hopefully thank you for tuning in i hope you liked it if you liked it then yeah read the book read the letter thank you